Go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Hallelujah. Wednesday night's a close second. We'll just we'll start there. It's a close second. Amen. Matthew chapter 13. Let's look at verse 44. Verse 44. Again, everyone say again. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. Hidden. Everyone say hidden. That means you can't see it. Y'all know that, right? I mean, we know that one from childhood. Hide and go seek. It's hidden. You've got to look for it. Something that is hidden takes work to discover it. Something that is hidden takes work to discover it. I might count to 20, but if I can't find you in the next 20 seconds, I quit. I'm done. I'm over. It takes work. Which a, ma- which a man found, he found it, he discovered it, he revealed it, and hid it. He hid it. And for joy over it. Look at this. And for joy over it. Over what? Over the treasure that he's found, that he's revealed, that he's discovered. Over the joy of the treasure. Watch what he does. He went and sold all that he had and bought it. Or, uh, nope, I looked too far down. Verse 44, over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that what? What's that word? Go ahead, you can say it. It's not a trick question. It's on the screen. I'll give it away. I'll do my Vanna White. Buys that, can I get a vowel? Field. Field. Come on, y'all messing me up tonight. You got to work with me. You got to talk back. This is only as good as you get. I've already gotten it. I've been, I've been working on this, okay? I've already got it. So now you've got to work with me here. For the joy over it, the treasure, he goes and sells all that he has that's worth or value, okay, and buys that Treasure. You get it here in a second. Sells all that he has and buys that field. All of it. He sells all that he has. That's the value and the worth that it contains. For the treasure that's in the field, he buys the whole field. He buys the whole field. The title of my message tonight is look again. Look again. Look again. Too many times we pass up or miss out on treasure because we only see a field. Over the joy that he has for the treasure. But it doesn't say that he goes and sells all that he has and buys the treasure. He recognizes the only way I get the treasure is if I accept the field. Now, the field is just dirt. The field's just a pile of ground. There's no value in the field. There's only value for what's in the field. 
But if you want to get the treasure, you've got to get the fear. And, 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 and we are a culture, especially here in America, that we only want the treasure and we try to get rid of the fear over the dirt. It doesn't take you very long to recognize, even if you got something for the treasure, that, that dirt comes along with it. Anybody that's married can <laughs> agree with me. That's why they call it the honeymoon season. Anyone familiar with the honeymoon season? There's not a whole lot of dirt on the honeymoon season. But then you get maybe a week out, month out. Some of you guys that have got like, you know, love eyes, it takes you a little longer than that. But eventually you realize there's some dirt here. You weren't advertising the dirt. I didn't see you when you woke up before. I didn't hear how you sleep. I didn't realize what temperature you like to keep the house on. I didn't realize uh, you take all the sheets and the covers. I didn't realize you leave the, the cap off the toothpaste. Right? There's, there's dirt that comes. Oh, I love the treasure. We all just want the treasure, but there's some dirt that comes along. But, you know, getting real, uh, you know, we've got to recognize that our lives came with some dirt. It says the kingdom of heaven is like. You realize God didn't just purchase you for the treasure. He got all of you. He bought all of you. He knew that there was dirt involved, and he said, I'd go get it anyways. And he gave up all that he had. Jesus Christ, his son, he gave up the most valuable, the most precious thing. Why? Because what's on the inside is worth getting what's on the outside. But we, we, we live in a culture that passes up what's on the inside because of what's on the outside. We don't want to deal with what's on the outside. We don't want to dig up treasure. We want treasure handed over. And if you're not careful, you'll hand over your treasure to people that don't want your fear. If you're not careful, you'll give up the treasure. You'll give up the valuable thing for the thing that most people don't want. And we've got to recognize that the only way true value is determined is if they're willing to get all of it. There's a new place in town, and uh, I'm just not will, I'm just not willing to get to the treasure of the food. This new restaurant in town, because the drive-through line is just wrapped around every time I go through there. But now I'll do that for Chick-fil-A. I'll sit in the drive-through line. I will take the dirt in the drive-through because I know there's a treasure. There's a frosted lemonade treasure at the end of that line. There's a there is an eight-piece chicken nugget with two ranch packets. Don't you dare give me just one ranch packet. You better give me, you better throw two in the bag. You will hear from me. The treasure of have a blessed day. And, you know, it's disappointing when you don't get that at the end, right? But you just, you just went, you just, what, dealt with some dirt to get to the treasure. And what I want to talk about, look again, because how many times do we pass up opportunities to receive treasure because we're only seeing dirt. And the dirt takes work. You got to work past the dirt. You got to recognize that the dirt will rob the treasure of its effectiveness. The treasure is not effective and productive. It's not beneficial to me until what? I get it out of the dirt. 
So you've got to be willing to get past some dirt if you want to receive some treasure. I'm going to be talking about yourselves tonight. There, there's a lot of things that we haven't uncovered in ourselves because there's just so much dirt on top. I don't care what your past is like. I don't care what your history is like. I don't care where you've been from. I don't care where you've come from. I don't care what side of the tracks you were raised on. I don't care if you're rich, poor, middle class. I don't care if you went to school, if you didn't go to school, if you quit school, if you graduated, if you fell short. It does not matter how you measure up in the world standard. It's only God's standard that determines your value. And there's too many of us that are only determining our worth and our value according to the world standard. According to what they accept or don't accept. According to what they say. You fell short here. The bank said you're not good enough. You didn't have enough of this. The, 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 the job that you want says you need all this. And so we, we, we measure up to those standards. But God has a different standard. God purchased you knowing there's treasure inside but got the dirt anyways and said, I'm willing to work past the dirt. I'm willing to dig up the dirt. I'm willing to get my shovel out and break this thing open. And when I find out what's on the inside, I'm hiding it and I'm going to purchase the whole thing. You realize he uncovered the treasure and then hid it back and said, I want the whole field. How easy he could have been, well, there's treasure here, and just take the treasure and get out of the. But he recognized the only way that I get to the treasure, the only way I truly determine the value and the worth of this thing is if I get the whole thing. But that dirt will rob the treasure of its effect. I wonder what dirt in your life is robbing the treasure that's in you. A buried treasure makes no impact. Buried treasure makes no impact. The only way the treasure is beneficial is if it's uncovered. The only way the treasure is beneficial is if it's dug up, which means we got some work to do. Look at your neighbor and say, we got some work to do. We got some work to do. When we lose our life, we gain our treasure. When you're willing to dig past the dirt, that's where the true value lies. That's where the true value lies. Fields are a funny thing. This, this town is surrounded by fields. There, there's so many fields around here. And there's people, it's even, even sitting in this room, that look at fields differently than you and I. They see dollar signs. I see dirt. They see forests. I see trees. Or I, I, I see seeds. I, I, I don't even, you, you, you have to be able to see something that isn't currently visible. You've got to understand that God didn't buy you because of who you are. He bought you because of who you can be. God didn't purchase you because of what you're currently producing. He purchased you because of what he wants to put inside of you, what he knows you can produce one day. We're talking about look again. You got to look again. You got to go back and look again. You got to be willing to look past the dirt. You got to be willing to look past the external. You got to be willing to look past what's on the outside if you ever want to get to what is on the inside. So go over to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings, and, and the Bible is so full. This, 
this really is a principle. That's why it says, in the kingdom of heaven is like. Notice it doesn't even say God is like. It says the kingdom of heaven is like. You've got to understand, this is a principle in the kingdom of God. You do not receive treasure until you get past dirt, period. Jesus' life is an example of this. How many people missed out on the treasure inside because of the dirt on the outside? They said, isn't that, isn't that Joseph's son? Didn't I grow up with him? What they do? They devalued his worth. They lowered the value because of what they saw on the outside. They didn't see a Messiah. They didn't see a son of God. That's why one could come and say, uh, good sir, and another could come and say, Lord, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What are they doing? They're calling him based upon what value do you have to me? What can you give to me? And so the rich young ruler turns away and is sad, but the blind Bartimaeus says, you got something for me, and I'm going to get past it. Everyone else just sees a man, but I see a son of man. I see the son of God. I see what's on the inside. I've heard about you. That's written in Isaiah. Uh, King David talks about you. Uh, men prophesied about what you are going to do. And so I believe that I'm going to walk away different. See, this is what happens when you... You judge something on the outside without really knowing what's on the inside. There's so much that God has laid inside of you. This is a principle of the kingdom of God. You cannot operate in the kingdom only looking by the external. You won't make it in the kingdom. You will not make it in the kingdom of God just looking at what can something do for me based upon where it has been or what it's currently producing. You've got to look deeper. You've got to look deeper. First Kings, First Kings chapter 17, one of my favorite stories out of the Old Testament. Verse 8 says, Then the word of the Lord came to him. We're talking about Elijah. Word of the Lord came to Elijah saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Let me, let me give you a little backstory. There is a drought that's just taken place actually because of Elijah. Elijah has just proclaimed that there's going to be a drought, there's going to be a famine, there means there's no water, everything's drying up, water is the source of life. And, and so there's a drought that's taken place. But God sends Elijah originally to a place of blessing, sends him right by a brook that's flowing with water, and he's got plenty to drink, and then uh, he's got birds delivering him Big Macs every day. Go look at it, it says meat and bread, so however you want to define that, I call it a Big Mac. So... He's got Big Macs coming. Might not have the special sauce or whatever, but, hey, it's still the ingredients we're looking for. And uh, so we've got birds delivering him meals. I mean, you, you, you can't, even if there wasn't a drought, I'd like to stay here. <laughs> I've got an endless supply of water, and I have birds delivery service bringing me my, I mean, I don't even have to go get my food. This is, that's what you call blessing. You're not even having to work for it. See, the wilderness was blessing. They didn't even see it, but it was blessing. But then in the promised land, they had to what? Go work for it. You got miracles happening left and right. You got uh, uh, manna on the ground when you wake up. Uh, you've got, again, birds. I, just something about birds bringing people food. God loves to use birds. I don't know the last time a bird brought me some food, except for Chick-fil-A, I guess. I don't want any phone calls or emails from PETA. You keep that stuff goes in the trash 
But it's one thing to have blessing coming to you. It's another where you've got to work for it. You've got to uncover it. You've got to go get it. And so now Elijah, he's been by this brook, not having to think of this. And in the middle of a drought, this is where you want to be. But now the word of the Lord comes to him and says, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow, a widow, a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and he, uh, when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a woman, uh, or a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. You're asking me for something that I don't have. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. Turn that into something. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. I just saw this. Notice she said, I do not have bread. And then she goes on and names the ingredients to make bread. I wonder what you've been wondering. You didn't have this whole time, but yet you didn't have the ingredients, and you just had to work to put it all together. Are you waiting on God to give you something in its completed form, and he's put, you the, things, he's put the things in your hand and says, I need you to make it? Have you been dreaming of something you are supposed to be developing? How many times do we discredit and, and, and disregard what we have because it's not finished? I wonder what ingredients God has placed in your life. I wonder what uh, pieces to the puzzle he's given you and he's saying, now nah, I just need you to put it together. You might not have the completed marriage. You might not have the completed financial situation. You might not have the, 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 the best job situation you've been wanting. You might not have the greatest kids at home, but I'm telling you right now, he's given you the pieces to the puzzle, and he's waiting for you to put it together. How many times do, you know, the very thing we complain about is the very thing that God wants us to use. All I have is a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and what God, what is God saying? He's saying, that's all I'm asking for. Just put it to work. Well, that's good. It's better than you're shouting, but that's all right. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. So you just came from a brook that's giving you a never-ending supply of water, and birds are literally bringing you food. And God sends you from a place of blessing to a place of burden. In the back of my mind, if I'm Elijah, I, I know I'm not as super spiritual as Elijah was, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you serious, God? This, I, I had it all together. And you're going to bring me out to a widow who has no hope. She's going to cook the last of what she has and die. That's a great forecast. I wonder what God has brought you to that you're thinking, 
Are you serious? How's this going to provide for me? Maybe he's giving you a job and you're thinking, God, this is all you got? Is this the best you got right now? Come on. I'm talking, look, we talk a lot about when God takes you from from, uh, not so great to better, right? But what about when he takes you from better to worse? What happened? What do we do in those moments? What do you do when you had it? You had a good job. You loved where you were living. You had, I mean, everything was set, man. The, 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 uh, it was good pay. It was good hours. Uh, I had a great family. The, the, the kids were acting great. And then what? You uproot me. You moved me. You, 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 now you've given me this job. It can't meet my needs. And now you've, you've set me around people that just talk about, at least I had friends at my old job. I mean, you got multiple. I mean, at least at my old job, they were talking behind my back. Now they just tell me right to my face what they really think about me. What do you do when God takes you from better? How easy it could have been for Elijah to say, this is just a field. There ain't no treasure here. See, we love it when the treasure's sitting out on top of the field saying, come take me. But what about when the field, when, when the treasure is buried in the field and it's saying, where am I at? Are you willing to work past the junk on the outside to get to the treasure on the inside? Elijah has just walked in front of a field that has some treasure buried in it and he doesn't even know it how easy he could have walked away and said man god you must have missed it this time i'm going back to the brook (laughs) going back to the birds in fact hey let me tell you about a little place over here i got got this little space there's a brook just come with me i mean i'd be witnessing let me tell you about let me tell you about my god you need to come to church with me you need to come to the brook with me you need to I got birds feeding me over here. You talking about eating and dying? Dude, I'm living good right now. But no, he can't do that. He can't do that. He's got to find out what's buried. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. I don't know if you were with us on Sunday, but we just ministered on killing blessings. The whole point behind it was, who's the source? Are you willing to lay down the item, what you thought was the blessing, to to get your trust back in the source? And he says right here, look, What you think is little, I can turn into a lot. Because the bin of flour will not be used up and the jar of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain. The only reason you have that is because God was intervening in the first place. See, we put our trust in the flour and the oil and God's saying, put your trust in me and I'll make sure you got plenty of flour and oil. You've been putting your trust in the blessing, but God's saying, I'll make sure you, ne- you, you never run out of blessing. I'm the source of the blessing. I'm the one who got you the blessing in the first place. See, you thought it was the job that was meeting all your needs. He's saying, I'm the one that even got you the job. If you'll put your trust in me, I'll make sure this job never runs dry. I'll make sure this place never runs dry. 
It's not about the field. It's about what's in the field. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. So it went from feeding me and my son one day to feeding me and my son and you and the household many days. That's what God can do. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Elijah has to be willing to dig past some dirt if he wants to get to the treasure. Elijah has to be willing to put a shovel in the ground. He's, he's going to have to work for it. How, how nice it would have been if uh, uh, God would have spoken and said, I'm going to take you from here and I'm going to send you to a five-star restaurant that's not being affected by the famine and they'll be able to take care of you plenty. Man, we'll get you a hotel room. Well, I mean, how many times would, are we expecting that? And then God sends along a field and he's saying, all right, now work it. It's in there. It can take care. It might not look like it on the outside. I know in my life there's been plenty of times where I have devalued, I have set the value for what something is worth by what I see on the outside. And and you can't operate like that in the kingdom. You can't operate like that in the kingdom. There's blessing that God has for you, but it requires a little digging. It requires you to get past some things. It requires, I, I wonder if you're willing to dig past the dirt with your children. I wonder if you're willing to dig past the dirt in your marriage. I'm wondering if you're willing to dig past the dirt in, 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 in where you're at in life right now. I'm wondering if you're willing to dig past the dirt in your financial situation. I'm wondering if you're willing to dig past the dirt in your job. I'm wondering if you're willing to dig past the dirt in life so that we can see the treasure that, it's, that it has been holding the whole time. It's been holding it the whole time. God has placed treasure in you. God purchased you. You are the field God purchased. You are the land that God drove by and said, whoa, wait a minute, there's something here. And everyone else said, no, no, keep going, this ain't got nothing. And they said, no, 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 hold on a minute gets out there and starts digging and finds out, whoa, there's something in here. And if we can just get the dirt. But I wonder how many times we're grabbing that dirt and piling it back on top of us. That's your security blanket. You got a past. I got a past. Everyone's got a past. I'm wondering if you're willing to let go of the past. Are you willing to get rid of the dirt? Are you willing to let God reveal what's on the inside, but first he's got to get what's, out, what's on the outside out of the way. He's got to move it. He's got to shovel it. He's got to dig it up. Sometimes we're not willing to allow God to dig up our dirt, and that's why we're not seeing the treasure. What are we willing to work at so that we can see the treasure that's really buried inside? I tell you what, you, you will always get tired of digging. Digging is tiring. Digging is tiring. You want to get to the treasure, you're going to have to get past being tired. I'm tired of digging at this marriage. I'm, I'm, I'm 
tired of it. It's not producing. I've been digging for five years and there's nothing here. You just got to keep on. I'm tired of this job. I'm ready to find something else. God, I don't know why you won't open doors somewhere else. I'm tired. And and, and we've been putting shovels down. We've been putting shovels down when he's saying, if you'll just pick up the shovel, you'll see the treasure that it has to offer. You'll see the treasure. Three things. Number one, dirt is distracting. Dirt is distracting. We, we, we miss what's on the inside because of what's on the outside. It, it's distracting. It, 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 it's causing us to place a lower value on something that's really of more value. That might be yourself. It might be your marriage. It might be your children. It might be your home. It might even be your friends. Maybe you're devaluing the friends that you have because you aren't willing to dig past the dirt that's on the outside. Dirt is distracting. You'll miss what's on the inside if we only focus what's on the outside. Number two, dirt is discouraging. Dirt is discouraging. I mean, you sit there and just think about all the dirt in your life, and and you won't feel like doing nothing. You won't ever pick up the shovel because the job seems insurmountable. The, the job seems too big. It's discouraging. It's discouraging when you don't determine worth by what's on the inside. You only determine it by what's on the outside. Dirt can be discouraging. Number three, dirt is disguising. Dirt is disguising. Disguising. It's hiding something. It it, it clearly said there, it's hidden. And anything hidden requires work to find it. Why doesn't God just pull the treasure out? Why doesn't he just, you know, one day just turn the light on and said, you're going to do this. You're going to make this amount of money. Your marriage is going to look like this. Your your kids are going to grow up and do this. Why doesn't he? Because he wants to know, are you willing to work at it? Because it's only worth as much as you're willing to work. It's only worth as much as you're willing to work. And look, people are going to call you crazy because you're putting more work into it, what they feel it's worth. See, I'm not a mechanic. I hate what's under the hood. I don't buy a car for what's under the hood. I don't care about what's under the hood. And if something breaks, I don't even want you to tell me what's wrong with it. I got Pastor Caleb over here. Hey, it's making a knocking noise. What's it sound like? A knocking noise. It's knocking. That's what they always ask you. Every time I go, every shop I've gone to says, what's it sound like? It's knocking. It's turning. It's crazy. I don't know. I'm running out of adjectives to explain the noise that's coming. You go drive it. What's it feel like? It's bumpy, it's bouncy, it's I don't it's pulling, it's pushing. I don't know. I can't explain that stuff. I don't care. I don't even afterwards don't even tell me what was wrong with it. Just fix it. It's not of worth to me to work on it. I'll just go buy another one. But he sees it differently. 
He'll pop the hood and he'll see exactly what's wrong with it. Why? He sees the treasure inside. All I see is field. All I see is dirt. All I see is broken pieces and hearing weird noises and feeling weird feelings. (laughs) Vibrations. I don't know. I don't want all that. It's not worth the work to me. But this guy will work on it. He was working on a truck for a long time. I was thinking... Dude, get rid of it, man. Get rid of it. The big white truck. Anybody remember the big white truck? The big white truck. What's wrong with it? We were, we were leaving morning prayer one morning, and we had to pull over just past 75 over here, and, I, and, and we're stuck. I mean, we can't go anywhere. And what's he do? He gets at home and starts working on it. I'm thinking, dude, I am pushing, putting it in neutral, pushing it off a cliff, and We'll find another one, man. It's not even worth it to me. The work determines the work. And it's disguised. The treasure is disguised by what is on the outside. The dirt is disguised. Guys, I want you to know there is treasure buried inside of you. There's treasure buried in your marriage. There's treasure buried in your kids. There's treasure buried. There is treasure all around you. But it's underneath stuff you've got to dig for. The amount of work you're willing to put in determines the amount of worth that you're willing to put on. The amount of work you're willing to put in determines the amount of worth you're willing to put on. What is that treasure worth to you? What is it worth to see your kids the way God sees? What's it worth to see the value on the inside of you? Pastor Mark, you don't know where I've been. It doesn't matter. God's digging it up. God's digging past it. God didn't care. He didn't die on a cross. He didn't send his only son to die on a cross for those that have a little bit of dirt. Or those where the treasure's starting to pop out a little bit. He went after the ones that the treasure is buried so deep. They can't even think of treasure. You can't even detect it on the outside. You've just got to start getting your, your, your shovel out and just start digging away. Uh, and I'll tell you, many people get deterred by the work that is required. The work is the very thing that says, too hard. Too hard. God didn't say it was too hard. God didn't give up. What did he do? He kept shoveling. He kept shoveling. The kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. Chase, if you come up. The dirt is distracting. The dirt is is discouraging. And the dirt is disguising. But don't devalue. Don't devalue. Your life. Because of what's on the outside. Don't devalue your life because of what you currently see. Don't devalue your potential. Because of what is being currently produced. Don't devalue your your potential because of what is being currently produced. I don't care if you're 
Who's willing to pick the shovel back up with me? Do I have anybody in this room that's willing to pick the shovel? There's something you've given up on. There's something you put the shovel down on. There's something you've said, I'm tired, I'm hurt, uh, it's caused me too much pain, it's causing me too much sweat, it's causing me too much time, it's causing me, I do not have it in me anymore. And God is saying tonight, pick the shovel back up. Pick it back up. It might be a business idea. And you're saying, forget it, man. It's not worth it. But the treasure's worth it. You know you would pick the shovel back up if the, if the treasure was a little bit closer. It might be a ministry. It might even be a call. One day you knew God called you and you said that. It was too hard. I tried it. Nobody believed in me. Everybody, uh, nobody would let me do it. Nobody would let me let me run with my ideas. Hurts and pains showed up. You knew one. You knew one day. There, there, I, I'm done. There's a calling on my life. And I put the shovel down. Put the shovel down. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I can just sense right now we're we're hitting some things. We're hitting some things. back up if it was if it only took one more one more push would you pick the shovel back up if you knew just how close the treasure was <laughs> you don't even know how close you are you don't even know how close you really are to getting to the treasure you're right there you're right on the verge how many times do we give up how many times do we shut down right before we're finished. <laughs> Probably going to butcher the story, but there was a woman that was, I, I want to say, swimming the English Channel. Trying to be the first one to, to, to swim the entire English Channel, but it was really foggy. She couldn't see the finish line. Because she couldn't see the finish line, she couldn't see how close she really was, and she gave up right before. She had one more corner to go I think God's asking the question today. Will you pick the shovel back up? I know you came from better places. I know you had it easier at times. I know I know you're like Elijah. You're thinking, God, I could be here. Some of you might not even like being in Valdosta. You might be thinking, I had it better where I came from. Everything was taken care of. I didn't have to work as hard. I didn't have to invest as much. I'm going to tell you right now, the, 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 the work that you put in with God will always reward the great time. God never rewards little for greater things. Father, I thank you. You're touching hearts right now. You're touching hearts right now. You're asking us to dig. You're asking us to pick that shovel back up. You're asking us to put the work back in. You know what it's worth. You know what it's worth. 
And we, we have devalued it. We have, we, we've set a lesser value because of what we keep seeing being produced. Father, I thank you tonight. We have the courage to pick it back up. We have the courage to dig a little deeper. We have the courage to get back into the dirt. I know it's dirty. I know it's tiring. I know there's a struggle. But the reward, the treasure, oh, it's so worth it. The deeper we go, the more we fall. The, 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 the harder we push, the greater the reward. Father, I pray in this room tonight, those that are hearing my voice, that know I've put the shovel back in. I pray you'll give them the strength and the courage to pick it back up. To pick it back up we not devalue what's on the inside for what's on the outside. Help us see what's buried deep. Help us see our marriage the way you see it. Help us see our job the way you see it. Help us see our finances the way you see it. Help us see our family the way you see it. Help us see our life the way you see it. Father, I thank you that we value, we value the treasure on the inside. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen.